This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Redefining Success, the show where we speak to passionate people from various fields about their careers and lives, what makes them tick and how they define success. I'm Dashan Johan. Joining me on the show today is Eunice Martin Lim. She's a food stylist and professional food photographer. She's the founder of the production house True My Lens, which has served over 100 brands since 2014. Welcome to the show, Eunice. Hello, hi there. Um, so let's talk about your journey, Eunice. Um, you're a food stylist, you're a professional food photographer. What exactly does that mean? What do you do? A food stylist and a food photographer, basically we create content that you see in the market in, on YouTube, on Facebook, social media, uh, as well as billboards sometimes. Right now, I currently run a social media management company. So we create content for clients, F&B clients especially. For example, cafes, restaurants, hotels. We curate a feed for them for their Instagram and IG. We discuss with them um, before shoot like, hey, uh, clients say, uh, let's say Christmas is coming. So we have to start thinking about what to shoot for Christmas. Do they have a promo? Are they doing like a Alice in the Wonderland theme? Are they doing like a Harry Potter theme? Stuff like that. We will pre-plan with client and then we will gather necessary props and then we will go for the shoot so usually all these are pre-planned like one to two months ahead so that they can roll out the content in time imagine Mm. food is like women we have different side that we prefer our left side our right side then we accessorize maybe we put on makeup blusher lipstick similar to food we dress them up make them look beautiful in front of camera so the best side will be always facing the camera. For example, if you're shooting like a whole chicken, do you shoot it from the head side or the butt side or the left side or right side? Yeah. So we decide which part is the nicest and we will decide it for the camera. Right. So that's interesting, right? Because a lot of times when we go to restaurants, um, you know, or we see or we see on billboards, there's all these food photos. And then sometimes it's, you know, it's like photo for illustration purposes only. And, you know, we don't really think about it. But what you're saying is there are people that actually, there's people who actually put a lot of effort and craftsmanship and a lot of thought process to go that goes behind, you know, these photos that you see either on menus or on social media. Yes, that is right. Even the plates, the props around it has to be relevant. Imagine we accessorize, we wear earrings, we wear headbands, uh, we wear jewelry. So the props is actually the jewelry for the food. And the makeup is like, um, you know, ketchup, soy sauce. We sometimes brush it if it's not dark enough, doesn't look roasted. So we, we will put some cosmetic on it. Yeah, sometimes it can be edible, sometimes not. <laughs> That's so interesting. So paint a picture for me, um, you know, again, food stylist, it's a fairly unorthodox job. What is your day-to-day? What does it paint a picture for me, a day in the life of Unislim? You wake up in the morning, what does a food stylist do? Um, because I'm guessing it's not a nine-to-five, you go to a job, then five o'clock, you check out, you know, things like that. It's, it's very, you know, malleable in that sense. So talk to me about your day-to-day. 
Day-to-day. Let's say I just receive a brief from client. Mm. Okay, give it a scenario. Let's say we're shooting for Christmas. Okay, so we will we will ask client usually how many items are there? Is it 10, 20, 30? How many needs to be mocked up? For example, if you have ice cream, ice cream will melt in like a minute. So it cannot be there and you're taking a group shot of 15 items. So probably we have to think which item that we need to mock up. And for example, usually for FMB, they have ingredients delivered to them already, which is already processed. For example, garlic, they don't have the whole garlic, like a bulk. And it's usually a peel and then it doesn't look appealing for photos. We will have to be the one to go and source for it. Garlic, onions, raw ingredients, or usually it comes in huge batches. So we have to be the one to go to the supermarket and find uh, the nicest looking ones for photo shoot. So example, I just received a brief today. Okay, so tomorrow, let's say we start working on it. In the morning, probably if it's necessary, we will have to go to the market, wet market to source for, for example, chicken, fish, uh, veggie, herbs. And then usually it's not just one stop. We will go to a few reliable uh, supplier that we always frequent. Then we will make another stop probably to the supermarket, for example, uh, Benz, Jaragosa. And then we will come back to our studio and we will do the prepping. We will start gathering uh, the wet ingredients, the dry ingredients. And that aside, we will, we will also decide on the props. So once that is done, that part is done, we'll decide on the props. So Christmas, client, client, do client prefer like a certain theme? Do they want red and gold? Do they want silver and blue? So we will have to uh, look out if we still have the props in our office. If not, we will have to find a way to purchase them either online or offline. Then uh, after one, two hours, probably the same day, we will go and source for other props. Oh, not, right now we have a team, so we split our team. Right. So team A, probably you go and get props. Team B, you go and get the uh, ingredients. Right. And yeah, that's not just it. And then come back, we have to, because all our tableware are usually um, very porous, you know, glass, plates. So we will have to come back to the office. Everybody just bubble wrap everything pack it nicely in a luggage or Ikea bags. And then and then we will, if we are shooting as well, we have to prep the camera equipment, the stands, the lighting. We have to check everything. Is all our battery charge for the lighting, for the cameras. Is all our lens clean? Yeah. SD cards. So a lot of things we have to cross-check before a shoot. Right. So it sounds like a full-blown production house, pretty much like, you know, doing a commercial shoot. Yeah. There's a lot of minute details that goes into it. I'm wondering, Eunice, when and why did you decide to embark on this journey, this career path as a food stylist, as a photographer? When did this idea even come into your head? Actually, I have no clue. Um, How I started it was actually, it, it was a hobby. Because mm. back then, I think 10, 10 years back, I I was into blogging. Right. Well, I love reading blogs, especially food blogs, like 
bread to eat. And then I also see some home bakers and home cook. They they shoot beautiful photos. It makes me really want to dig into it, want to lick my screen. So I was wondering, how can I shoot that? How can I um, put that kind of photos in my own blog uh, with my mom's cooking? My mom cooks amazing food. So I was thinking, I also want to shoot that kind of um, photos to just show off in my blog. <laughs> so that's how I started to pick up photography. La. Right. So that's interesting. Um, you said that's when you started to pick up photography. So which one came first? Um, was it a passion for blogging, a passion for food or a passion for photography? What exactly think, are you passionate about? <laughs> I think I'm passionate for food. Right. Yeah. Okay. For food. Mm. So when did this passion develop? Before I know how to take photo, I was mm-hmm. blogging already, but I was just shooting with my phone and it's very low quality. So as I, I read more blogs, uh, especially the overseas one, I realized, hey, I actually need a camera to be able to take a better quality photos. And then slowly, uh, as time passes, I realized it's not about the camera skills already. It's about the props around. And I... I started to invest in more props, different shapes, sizes, color, silverwares. So that's how it slowly developed. Why did you get into blogging in the first place? Um, I just wanted to pass time. And I, right. I think it's very cool that you need people around. Back then, it was an in thing. People mm-hmm. go around meeting new friends, makan kaki. Yeah. So I just want to be part of them. Right. Yeah. So now that's very fascinating, right? Because you, it started off, like you said, something very casual. You just want to kill time, um, do something for fun. Um, you love food. So why not just write about food? You like reading blogs. It was a hobby. So talk yes. to me about that journey. Journey from being a hobbyist in, in the realm of food blogging to becoming where you are today. You know, you are a renowned food stylist in Malaysia. Um, you have won international awards. You have clients coming to you, right? Right now, you have a production sort of studio of your own production house. Um, you have employees. You have a team working with you. Um, you have come a long way, even from the you know few years ago when we had a just a uh, catch up session and all. You know, even since then until now, you have grown a lot tremendously. Talk to me about that entire journey from doing it as a hobby to where you are today. Back then, right, when we were doing blogging, uh, like I said, I, I'm constantly challenging myself to take nicer photos. So as time goes by, each restaurants or cafes that we visited, uh, they, they will compliment me, say, hey, you take really, really nice photos. Back then I was studying. Then I was like, uh, no la, no la, okay la, boleh je. What, what were you studying? More. Sorry, what were you studying? I was studying, I, I studied food science. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a good sign. So okay. it's kind of related, but not really related in mm-hmm. a sense. So yeah, so more and more clients started asking, hey, can I help them with some photos for their menu? So, you know, when one person asks, you think, ah, it's okay, la, my photos, okay, okay, je. but more and more started to inquire and some of them even asked me for my rate card. So I thought, okay, maybe I can start doing part-time. Right. I'm free when I'm uh, doing my uh, college, ho- but what do you call that? Uh, SEM break. SEM break, yes. <laughs> Sorry, too long break. SEM break. During <laughs> my SEM break, I can shoot for them. So that's how I slowly started doing this. Right. So 
as you developed, when did you realize? Um, because, like you said, when you started, um, you were just like, okay, this is interesting. People are starting to take notice. Um, people are willing to pay for it because they are asking for me for my rate card, which at that point didn't even exist. So you go and make a rate card and things like that. But even at that point, you were still like, okay, um, I need to go to university, f- sort that out. Uh, maybe this one I can do it in the part time. At which point did you realize, oh, okay, this is working out way better than I expected it to be. This is sustainable. This can be my career. When did you realize that? I realized that when I started getting inquiries from bigger brands, bigger agencies, and I thought, okay, probably this might not be a long-term thing. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So just say yes. And then I started getting inquiries more and more consistently to a point I I don't have break. I am almost working every day. And that's when I decided to hire an assistant. I think maybe we're going somewhere. I need help. Yeah. Right. So... How much of it would you attribute it to luck? Because, of course, there is hard work, there is the talent, there is all of that. How much of it that this career working out would you attribute to luck? As in, is this a career path one can plan to get into? Or do you have to just stumble into it, just do it, and then, okay, it worked out for you? Or is it something that you can plan? Can you aspire to be a food stylist and work towards that? When, from your perspective, how do you see it? I think it's 10% luck and 90% hard work, sweat and tears. <laughs> People can definitely hop onto this career. As long as they are hardworking, they're persistent, they will definitely make it. Yeah, You just have to constantly practice. You don't, you don't be successful in a day. People don't know you. You don't expect to be like somebody in just a month time. To me, it takes years, five, five, six years to build this career. On the show with me today is Uni Slim, food stylist and professional food photographer. After the break, I ask her what her idea of success is. Keep it here on Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Redefining Success. I'm Dashan Johan. And on the show with me today is Eunice Lim. She's a food stylist and professional food photographer. So Eunice, how were you during your schooling days? I'm so curious because, um, you know, you said you were studying food science at the time. Um, So that ties into food, which I think it ties back into your passion um, for food. But how, how were you during your schooling days, you know, you know, did you get good grades? Did you were you in like the science stream, art stream? Which do you prefer? What were your interests and ambitions back then? Growing up, what were your dreams? What did you want to be? In my schooling days, I I think uh, during my primary and secondary school days, I think I was a A student. I'm always <laughs> the top five. But then when it comes to college. <laughs> completely opposite <laughs> I don't know what happened I just I just the reason why I choose food science is because I thought it's food related yes actually it's food related but more towards the science part where like chemicals uh, preservatives additives um, a lot of things that I don't really like 
Right. I thought it's something like culinary, but one level up. But turns out it's not. But right. I went with it. I finished it. So yeah, my my uni days, I was quite rebellious. Lah. Like I said, I've, I've been blogging already. So my uni days, I always... Sometimes I Fontaine school just to go <laughs> review. I Fontaine school just to just to take some side jobs. Right. Yeah. And and mm. how do you how do your parents feel about all of this, right? I, I'm wondering if your family um supported your decision or did they just think you were out of your mind, you know, like you know, what are you? Like you you're supposed to, you know, you have been, you know, getting straight A since you were primary and secondary school, you know. I wanted you to go to uni and get this job and that job and, and so on and so forth. Was it that kind of thing where they were like dude what are you doing or was it like okay i support you all the way do whatever you want (laughs) my dad was very supportive my dad just tell me make sure you know what you're doing i said i I told him yes i am very clear and i'm very sure what i'm doing so uh they weren't they weren't very uh they don't agree me skipping school to go for all this but sometimes i i don't let them know <laughs> yeah so uh initially my mom didn't like it she 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 thinks that why why people will just give you free meals just like that do they have bad intentions you know protective mom tiger right. mom mm-hmm. so i have to assure her who i'm going out with who is that who's there with me say all these are good people we are just here blogging we're just here for the content yeah did you have to convince them also or explain to them what exactly this job is right because i assume that perhaps people offer certain because this is a very internet era job in that sense like when you talk about food blogging um, food influencers and then you know this this whole social media um, posting food on, on social media and things like that right food photography and all of that did you have to explain because like you said your mom asked you you know why why would they give you free food like what's going on here did you have to like explain like what exactly this job is how would it work how you would make money so on and so forth Yes, I have. I, I I was having a hard time explaining to her, but she didn't buy into it. So, but I I was persistent, lah. I said I will go no matter what. <laughs> Stubborn, <laughs> and I think after some time, she just gave up, lah. She gave up nagging me already. She just let me do my thing as long as I show results to her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you the big picture question: How do you define success? What does success mean to you? This is a very hard answer. Success, actually, it's like a journey to me, Mm -hmm. maybe. I think being able to work fluidly with a team to achieve a specific goal where you work your way into a leadership position, then you consider successful. Right. To me, on a personal level, though, I define success as being able to provide, mm-hmm. provide income, provide solutions to problem, provide, mm-hmm. provide answers to questions that uh, my employee, my friends and family has. That is successful. Right. That is success to me, to be able to provide. Has this always been your idea of success? Or has your definition of success changed over time? 
Definitely. I think if you ask me this question three to four years back, right, the mm-hmm. being successful means uh, I have to earn X amount of money by by 30 years old, be able to buy things that I like, own a car, own a house. Back then, this means successful to me. But then now, I I think the horizon has been broadened. I start to think about the people around me. How do I help them to be successful as well? Not just me. You see, back then, it's all about me, 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 me. Mm. But now, I start to think for the people around me. Did yeah. your perspective change because you already achieved those things that, let's say you say five years ago, you said, your success to you is X, Y, Z. Did you start thinking differently because you managed to achieve X, Y, Z? That changed your perspective of what success is? Or did something happen that made you go, okay, it doesn't matter. Now where I am today, those definitions of success which I had a few years ago, must buy house, must have X amount of money, must buy car. I don't view those things as success anymore. And now I view it differently. I guess I'm on my way there, not right. there yet, but closer to mm. my goals. But I also think to be able to continuously thrive and be better, I think I have to help the people around me, the people that I work with as well, and we thrive together. Yeah. Excellent. Now, let's talk about some of the challenges. Um, what Could you share some of the challenges you faced in your career as a food stylist and food photographer? I think the challenges nowadays is not having enough time and manpower to deliver the work in such a short span of time. I think uh, because our clientele are expanding, so we are also expanding, but we find it hard to recruit talents. La. But that's a good problem to have, no? That yeah. you have so much clients <laughs> coming. So sometimes right. we outsource. Do you face challenges, I wonder, when it comes to the changing landscape of social media? Definitely, because nowadays uh, it's not just Facebook and Instagram era already. And we, I think we just have to be adaptable to all these changes. We just have to be fluid, go with the flow. And if you, if you think that IG and Facebook is slowly getting not that relevant, mm-hmm. you have to find a solution. Don't just sit there and, and, and sulk. What are the... Uh, what are the steps that you can take to counter that? So for, for us right now, definitely we see it coming already and we are starting to recruit like Chinese speaking uh, copywriter so that they can, they can penetrate the Xiaohongsu market. We also recruit more uh, uh, reels, TikTokers that can shoot videos for our clients so that next time we can start to uh, churn out content from there for our clients. How do you Yeah, ensure, you have to yeah, action how do, to you, do it. how do you ensure that you because you know what you're doing you're also an artist at least that's the way I look at it right um a photographer a food stylist is an artist how do you make sure your art the perspectives that you put out there the photos that you put out there how do you develop a, a, a style um, and, and how did you develop that style that makes you stand out or makes it unique compared to other food photographers, other food stylists? 
I think it's very hard for you to just know your mm. style. You have to start to imitate. You have to copy, start copying and study how other people are doing it. And then from there, you can develop your own style. Yeah, you have to start copying first right. and then have your own spin after that. Right. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Um, what is your thought process like? How do you ideate? Um, how do you think that development of your own style? Okay, I, I guess you know, I was a writer, so I can relate in that sense. Or, you know, even what I'm doing now, right? I'm very new to what I'm doing now, a writer. So when I was new, you know, you list, you read other people's work. You try to not copy necessarily, but try to emulate their work. And then as you write 100 articles, 200, 300, 400, eventually your voice comes out from that, right? Um, it is a mixture of the people you look up to and how you personally feel. Uh, it, it merges together to form a voice. What is it like for you? Um, how did you develop that style? Well, I think Dash, you answered very well because <laughs> that's how we do it as well. We look at thousands of images online, Behance, Pinterest, IG. We will save photos that we really like and feel inspired about it and then uh, maybe just change a bit of the color code, the props around. You have to shoot a thousand times to be able to find your own style to whatever that you're creating. Right. You just have to practice. So, so yeah. what would you say do you enjoy the most about the process of creating and, and styling food for photography? The process. Uh, hmm. What do I enjoy the most? Cooking, probably. Oh. Cooking cooking and plating. Yeah. Right. So could, could you explain that? Um, so cooking, of you know, that's, I think, straightforward. But what is plating? And I didn't even know that your job required you to cook. Why, do you, why are you cooking? Sometimes we are required to cook. Okay. Yeah. For example, for example uh, our product is paste. Right. So client sells paste. So uh, they mentioned maybe their paste can use to cook fish, cook curry, cook, cook chicken, cook lamb. And then we have to be the one to cook and style it. So plating means how I arrange food mm. on the plate. Or if I don't want to use plate, can I use a tiffin or can I use chopping board? So plating, the art of plating. Right. So fascinating. Yeah. What would you say is your, like, you know, you have taken a thousand, ten thousand photos, God knows how many photos um, throughout. Um, you have designed so many um, different styles of food. What is your most memorable like what would you say is like do you could you name a project or something that you did where you went wow like this is like oh i feel so happy i feel so happy about myself like you know some something like that what stands out to you i have goldfish memory but okay what <laughs> comes to mind is that i did a project with my friend once it's a personal passion project where we we bring food up to we go all the way to Setia Alam, Setia Alam, yeah, okay. somewhere there. It's like a desert. It's like a desert. We bring our chairs, table, tablecloth, cutleries, and food. So we also bought like mask, uh, rubber mask, horse face, 
and then we, we we try to do something different than the usual and we shoot I can show you the photo later we, <laughs> we basically just shoot a lot of food flying and then it's like a date go wrong kind of team right yeah catastrophic team so we just throw everything so food is like flying everywhere and the tape even the tables and chairs so it's just one photo <laughs> and then that's not a commission work that's just doing things for fun right and what would you say in terms of your career what has been the proudest moment so far proudest moment so far is to be able to put together a team people with different personalities and strength I am able to put them together to work on a task yeah that is my proudest moment right so yeah. that is more towards a leadership role right because and and that i think you know brings me to my next question because you were at one point doing it alone and then you had a friend or you hired someone to do it with you but now you have a team and you're essentially a business owner um, in that sense right you're a leader which aspect of the various things that you do now, do you like more? Which one challenges you more and which one do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the leadership business? I need to look at the bottom line. I need to make sure I can pay everyone. I need to get all of that. And then I'm like running a team, you know, delegating tasks, so on and so forth. The, the whole management, management business side of things. Or do you enjoy the creative side of things more? I actually enjoy everything oh that's great yeah, from the back end to the front i enjoy putting things good together delegating even back end make sure payroll okay every month talking to client bringing in jobs and then uh be with them during the shoot see uh teach them guide them i i i am enjoying every process of it actually that is so amazing because usually you you have people who say okay I, although I'm a business owner, I don't really like the business side. I prefer to do the creative side. Or some people who say like, yeah, actually, I do not like to touch the creative side. That's why my friend does that. And I just okay. need to worry about sales. So it's it's so interesting that you actually enjoy the whole process, including talking to your clients. Yes. I enjoy meeting new clients where mm. they, can share, they can share their vision with us. So because if you ask us to come up with ideas to shoot, right, we, we usually have our own, usually we have our own DNA already. So it won't go far from that. But when you meet new clients, you talk to them, you understand their need, and they might see different things from you. They will share, we will discuss, and then probably we will come up with something different. Yeah. Right. That's so fascinating. So what are your future plans? Um, You know, you started alone. Now you have a company. Um, what are your future plans? What are you excited about? Future plans. We are looking to expand. Okay. And uh, at least double, la, including our sales. La. So we'll have to see <laughs> how our sales are doing first before jumping to expanding. Right. So like, are you hoping that you know one day you can grow this into something where you don't have to be involved in and it runs itself? Or are you too much so passionate about this that you will always feel like you will want to, you know, be part of the creative process as well. I think it's a 50-50 thing. Mm. So when I want my freedom, I can just let go and let them auto-run. But when I want to be involved, I, I have a say. Right. Yeah. 
what does it take to sustain a career as a food stylist and photographer in Malaysia? What are the qualities required? I think um, you have to be persistent. You have to have EQ as well. Be mentally strong and emotionally stable. Yeah. Okay. And what do you do? Um, because from what I've read, it is a, and I think just like any other career, any other job or as, even in the arts, right? Um, you need to keep improving yourself. You need to keep up with the times, like you said, TikTok, so on and so forth. Um, I guess even the type of photos you take need to, you know, evolve as it go along and things like that. What do you do to keep improving yourself? What do I do? I experiment. Mm. So I don't just sit there and wish that I can take this kind of photo one day. So we 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 will have off days and we will experiment playing different lights. We call it light shaping. So use different modifier, different materials, try to play with it. Yeah, that's how we constantly improve. La. Right. And how important is that, right? Because... Um, you know, obviously on the one hand, you want to have clients come every, like if every day got clients and every day got project, okay, that's great, right? Business running well. Um, but how important is that off time where you and, you know, your team just sort of like, I guess in the musician world, it's called like jamming, right? You just experiment with stuff, you know, you're like, okay, we got no client, we got no shoot today, but, you know, everybody goes to work and let's experiment with, with the lights and the different types of lenses and so on and so forth. How important is that process? I think it's very important because uh, we shoot almost every day. I guess everybody needs a break sometimes because every day shoot, every day think of how to style. It's uh, too saturated and it's not very ideal for a creative person. So the reset the reset button is very important, the off day, where we usually just hang out, chill, have lunch or dinner together and just do something super relaxed, some projects, uh, some personal work that we've been wanting to try but we don't have time. Like, for example, my staff like to shoot products. Can we try shooting products instead of food today? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. You know, you didn't study photography in university as in like professionally in that sense, right? As in, you didn't take that traditional route of, okay, I want to be a photographer, so I go to university and study photography and things like that. What would you, if let's say, you know, someone is in university right now and they want to become a photographer, like a do what you do in that sense, right? Do you think they should, is there a particular sort of cause um, a, a, a universe like like university course or something that you would encourage them to take, or does it not matter? I personally think it does not matter mm -hmm. as long as you pick up the camera and start shooting, you will be you will be somebody one day. Just shoot every day, everything. Right, and before we start picking away. <laughs> <laughs> And before we wrap this conversation up, Eunice, um, again, just one final word of advice. What would you advise someone who says, you know, some a listener right now who's listening to this and say, I want to be like Eunice Lim one day? Probably will be like what Bruce Lee say. <laughs> water. Be like water. <laughs> be fluid. Be adaptable. And always go with the flow. But trust yourself in the process. 
Yeah, and I think most importantly is having the notion of benefiting others in whatever that you're doing, even in the decision that you're making. Always try to make it a win-win situation. Then I guess you'll be on the right track. Eunice, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Dash. Thanks for your time. That was Eunice Lim, food stylist and professional food photographer. If you missed any part of the conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Darshan Johan, and this has been Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.